What's happening? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, part two, how to strengthen your will. So if you remember from part one, we covered uh, techniques for strengthening your will as well as understanding what will or willpower actually is. And all willpower is, is consistently choosing to do the thing that you want to do. And the way that you strengthen your willpower is by... Um, infusing your thought with emotion and then making that a part of your identity. For example, one of the examples I used in part one was if you want to be tough, then you really have to think about all the points in your life where you've been weak and you haven't been strong and all the points where you have been tough and you felt good about it. And you really, uh, you know, amplify that, that pain and that pleasure and infuse yourself with the thought of I am a fucking tough person from now on. Make that a part of your identity, make that a, a vow, make that a part of your core self, and then consistently choose the uh, tough option when the options come up, and which they do every day of, I'm going to be tough or I'm going to be weak, I'm going to be um, strong or I'm going to be weak, and you consistently choose that tough option. So that's what the willpower actually is, okay? However, um, since that video, I've had some more insights that I want to share with you, specifically in regards to addiction or in regards to bad habits or things like that and how willpower plays a role in that. So if you're struggling with an addiction or you're struggling with bad habits or something like this, this is going to be a very important video or audio for you. So what I want to get into is the myth that the addict is a weak-willed person, okay? It in my opinion, is a myth that the addict is a weak-willed person because the addict is, is the kind of person who will choose their addiction knowing that it's destroying their health, their career, their welfare, their family, everything, all right? And their family's yelling at them to get off it, their parents, their wife, their girlfriend, their children maybe, and they will not stop because they want that thing. They want that drug or they want that alcohol. And... It's really only a strong-willed person who puts their needs, their wants, a very strong-willed, very selfish, self-oriented person who puts their want above all the other things in their life, no matter what. Like your family's crumbling around you, but you are still going and gambling away your rent money. Or you're still going and for that drink at the bar or that heroin needle or whatever that nasty addiction is. This is a, in my opinion, a strong-willed person. Okay, you might not think it right now, but hear me out, all right? Because the weak-willed people don't get addicted to things. They, they, their idea of life is just, they just go through unseen and they do as they're told. And a weak-willed person is really just a repository for a strong-willed person. It's just sit there, do that, push those papers, you know, sweep that floor. And they don't have a strong sense of, I want, they can, give up something very easily and they don't get addicted to anything in the first place because they don't have that strong sense of I want. They just have that strong sense of I accept and they just wait for someone to tell them what to do. So if their family was telling them even a few times not to, you know, go drink, they would probably stop at that point. And they probably wouldn't even get the habit in the first place because they don't have that strong sense of want, that strong sense of I'm unhappy. I want to change this. I want pleasure. I want this stronger than other people. Okay. 
It's strong-willed people who do that. The weak-willed person just pushes paper in an office for 40 years and doesn't think about it, doesn't question it, um, doesn't think why someone else is giving them orders, doesn't think why the owner is the one who's making all the money and they're making a tiny fraction of that. They just accept that's what you're supposed to do. They accepted orders in school and they just go through the motions. And that is their their life, you know? They might have a few drinks. They might have a couple of glasses of coffee a day. That's it. But they, they are not addicts, per se, okay? An addict, an addict to me, is a strong-willed person. And you have to ask, so if you've got someone who's strong-willed, how or why do they get addicted to something that's hurting them? The first part of that equation is pain, all right? If you look at what the Buddha says, it says that all existence is suffering, okay? Everyone is suffering in some form or the other. Entire my entire website, all my strategies are to ease your suffering, ease the suffering of existence, with the final ending of the suffering being um, enlightenment, okay, or communion with God, or whatever you want to call it, you know, the Buddhahood or or Christ consciousness or whatever. To me, that's the ultimate end. But since I don't, I I'm not a Buddha, um, I can't really speak about that from from my perspective. But I can speak about the stuff that I've made my life a lot happier. And that's that's all I'm, I'm giving to you guys is strategies to be happier. And happiness means easing the suffering of existence. And you can have a really high, happy, high quality of life when you apply your will. The problem is the strong-willed person who is in pain happens to choose the wrong application for their will. So they choose something that is going to hurt them. They have pain, right? They have suffering. But their remedy for that suffering actually ends up making this suffering worse and put them in more pain, okay? They choose the wrong remedy. They choose the wrong medicine. They choose the wrong lifestyle strategy, all right? Doing heroin is the wrong lifestyle strategy. Being an alcoholic is the wrong lifestyle strategy. Um, gambling is the wrong lifestyle strategy, okay? Whatever high you get um, from that, you know, Alcohol or that uh, heroin needle is small compared to the pain that's coming with it. Okay, now alcohol is something you can, if you if you don't have a problem with, it, you can do on occasion and still get the benefits from it without the major problems. But if you are the person, if if you that is something that you get addicted to, then the pain by far will outweigh um, the benefits from it, and the pain that you're actually running from will be made worse by the addiction, okay? So what happens is they choose the wrong solution, all right? And this is through either um, a moment of weakness or it is through uh, not having the proper guidance. You know, the guy's 15 years old and he's around the wrong crowd. He's a father and he falls into the wrong thing. And, and by the time he gets to become a man, he's already addicted to that thing. So there's a number of situations why it could happen or an overwhelming amount of pain. Um, you know, maybe a relative dies and a business goes out of, you go out of business and you break up with your girlfriend and, and all these things happen at once. Makes the person choose the wrong solution. Whatever it is, they choose the wrong solution, okay? And they... They choose it and they hang on to it strongly because the strong-willed person just does not accept just being in pain, does not just take the beating. He's, he's not just going to sit there for 40 years being a janitor just accepting that that's his station, okay? 
The strong-willed person will not and cannot do that. I could not be a janitor for 40 years. It'd be impossible for me. It'd be absolutely impossible for me to just take that without breaking my broomstick over someone's head. So the strong-willed person fights back, refuses to accept, and the weak-willed weak person just takes it, right? They just take the pain and the suffering and they just, you know, live in basically quiet desperation, but they don't move forward to really solve that problem aggressively. The strong-willed person does it, but the person who develops a bad addiction does it in the wrong particular way, okay? So they do it and they don't let go. They don't let go of that, that alcohol. Everyone's telling them no, they don't let go because they're like, fuck you, I'm in pain, that's my little pleasure, and no one's taking that from me. And they will do it to the exclusion of whatever anyone says, whatever society says, they will just go because their want is that strong. Good example is my cousin. My cousin was the man in high school. He was a guy that I looked up to when I was younger. He was always cracking everybody up. He was the cool guy. And around 16 or so, he started doing drugs and he, he never recovered. And 25 years later, he's still a drug addict and living in a halfway house and weighs 300 pounds. And never never could get off, get off the drugs and he stays clean for a while but then he starts smoking weed again and I mean it's a bad situation he let the drugs take over his entire life and this was a guy who who could have done a lot he was so charming he could have been an amazing salesman um so many different things that he could have done but he let the drugs take over and and 25 years later he's still on them uh this is the mis classic example of a misdirection of a strong will and he still will not quit. He still wants that because he's now he's amplified the pain in his life so much because he doesn't have anything else going on. The last 25 years have been hell. He doesn't have anything else. So now all he has is the drugs. And the pain from his outside life is even more. So it pushes him more back to the drugs no matter how many times he, he tries to get off. Um, but it's not just unsuccessful people. A lot of successful guys I know, almost all the top salesmen I knew were either Weekend alcoholics, uh, potheads, um, big into junk food, cocaine, all the above. I mean, most of the strong-willed people I know uh, have have at some point or are currently in some addicted to something, right? Something stronger than the average person because they want their pleasure. They want that and they want it strongly. Um, a good example is Eminem, okay? So Eminem. Incredibly strong-willed person, you know the guy who wrote "Use Your" or "Lose Yourself," probably the most motivational song that I know of, and crawled out of desperate poverty and single mother into becoming the biggest rap star, maybe of all time. But in that process, he had so much pain from his childhood, his insane mother, and his wife. And trying to raise a family and being in poverty and trying to make it into the music business and being white in Detroit. I mean, incredible odds that he overcame and incredible amount of pain that came with that. So he developed a drug problem before he even made it into the music business. Literally, I'm sure, just to get through his life, which um, was probably a living hell until he was 25 and then became the biggest rapper in the world. And the fame wasn't enough for him to um, be able to quit the drugs because the fame probably came with as many problems as it did good things. And he still had all that pain that he was carrying around. So you have a super successful person and all his first couple albums were on 
you know, all kinds of pills and Vicodin and stuff like that. And basically it wasn't until he, you know, hit rock bottom and quit. And then he got addicted to food. There was one point, there's pictures of Eminem from maybe five or six years ago where he's like 250 pounds, like really fat. Got addicted to food, which a lot of guys do when they get off the drugs because they need something to fill the void um, of that pain. And I guess being famous and all those things still was enough. And then from what I heard, he got addicted to running. Okay, now he's back to being super lean, in shape. And he says he got addicted to running. He had to do it two times a day to get that runner's high. Okay, I know all about that. I'm addicted to exercise and I try and get that runner's high, you know, every morning after I do my cardio. Um, it is like basically, you know, half a hit of Kratom, uh, natural opioids and feels really good. So he got addicted to exercise in that way and that's what got him out of it. So now he has the exercise and his family and he has the fame and all that stuff and money and all that and all that combined um, was, I guess, enough to solve his pain point. Okay. But I just want to show you that like the addict is not always the fucking degenerate loser. It is just as likely to be the strong-willed person. If you read How to Get Rich by Felix Dennis, he he was the guy who built Maxim Magazine, made $100 million or something like that. This guy had, was hookers every night, crack cocaine, cocaine. I mean, every drug in the book. Um, but extremely strong-willed guy, right? It is more likely for the the uh, strong-willed business owner to be an addict or be addicted to something than it is the weak-willed person who does nothing, okay? In almost every case, the addict is a strong-willed uh, person, okay? And a strong-willed person is not normal. Um, if you've read anything about ethology, which is the study of anthropology towards humans, you'll know that there is a term for um, Basically, the more emotional, more strong-willed, the more primitive you are. Primitive with two eyes. And, um, or sorry, three eyes. You can check out a treatise on love, which is an awesome, awesome explanation of this. And it's something I'm going to be doing a video on. But basically, if you're a primitive person, you're strong-willed, you feel emotions very strongly, you have a temper. I'm a very primitive person, okay? This, um... You know, a lot of guys in the men's movement learned about being alpha online and, and had to mimic it. I went the other way. I was naturally very alpha and I learned to control that uh, because you can't have a bad temper and live in society because society is designed to control the alpha male because the alpha male is the only one who poses any kind of threat. The, you know, the as long as the alpha males are in line, everyone else falls in behind them, right? So if you're a primitive person, Everything is much harder for you in terms of restraint because you want things more, okay? You want things more. I'm very primitive. I want that girl. I see her. I want to fuck that girl with no condom and come inside of her. You know, every day I have that thought multiple times a day when I'm out and I see even a girl who's decent looking. That's what my brain immediately goes to. Or I want that fucking cheeseburger and I want it right now. Or I want that fucking cold beer and I want six of them and I want it right now. And every single day I have thoughts like this all the time. All the time. Okay? Because I am a primitive person. 
I happen to have um, a strong intellect or, you know, relatively strong intellect, which I realized I had to give over my lifestyle to when I was about 13. I said, this is, okay, you have to give your lifestyle over to your intelligence because it is not good to live as a primitive person. Um, and so those are the things that I deal with on a daily basis because restraint is much harder for a primitive person than it is for a normal person. And what you have to understand is restraint and willpower are actually two opposing forces. They're two opposing forces. Um, so when people tell me that I have good discipline, that's not actually true. That's not actually true. I just have a strong will. I just have a strong will. So I strongly make myself do a lot of work on my business and get up early and have systems and routines and all that because I want the goals that come with it. All right. I want the goals that come with it. It's not like I'm just easily able to restrain myself from it. It's, it's about taking my will out of those things and putting it into these more productive things, um, like achievement and all that. All right. But it's not because I actually have restraints because I have a strong willpower. All right. I, I have less restraint than the average person. I, I would guarantee that. Um, because I want everything more. I want everything more. It is harder for me, but I know the consequences. So I know that I have to, um, channel my will into the right things that keeps me out of trouble. That keeps me making money. That keeps me being successful. That keeps me fit. That keeps me doing all the right things. The proper application of my will. But it's not restraint. It's not restraint because I can't just go out and have one beer. I've, I don't think I've ever done that. Um, you know, I, I if I start off the day and I have junk food, if I have a cheeseburger for lunch, that day's gone to shit. Right? I can't have 10 potato chips. Never. I've never... Never can I've never been able to do that. Okay, I will eat the whole bag. I cannot have junk food in the house because I will eat whatever's in the fridge. If I buy two gallons of ice cream or two tubs of ice cream, I will eat both of those today because they're there. If I have beer in the fridge, I will drink all of it. All right. So I only buy stuff that I know that I'm not going to binge on. I have chicken breast all over the fridge because I'm. I can order that for a month and I'm not going to binge on it because it's fucking boring, right? I put a 24 pack in my fridge. I'm going to drink a lot of that today um, just because that's how I am because I am strong-willed. So it's not about restraint per se. It's about channeling my will into the right thing and then the right things keep me busy and keep me out of trouble. So that's a very important thing to distinguish and to understand if you're a strong-willed guy who's struggling with addiction or has struggled you know like I did when I was 20 there's a very important thing to understand that you're not actually weak-willed right it's probably the opposite that you're very strong-willed you are just not applying your will properly because you're making the wrong choice right it, it is a mental thing it is your stream is diverted into the wrong thing instead of applying it to the right thing okay so this is what you have to do. You have to, you have to take that animal inside you, that primitive guy inside you, and you have to keep him under a fucking strong leash and chain. All right. You have to control him and make him work for you. Make him do what's going to benefit you as opposed to just listening to whatever that crazy motherfucker tells you to do. Okay. So that's why 
I push you guys so hard on organization, systems, routines, control. Um, you can check out my book, How to Get Organized to See Exactly How I Have All That Set Up at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com slash books. And that stuff keeps you from getting into trouble. When you wake up, all I do is look at my wonder list because all my routines, my tasks, my shopping, everything is just automated and it just tells me what to do. And I know what I have to do for that day. There's nothing in my way. I'm super organized and everything. Everything in my house is always put together. So I have this massive control over my reality. And I have these systems and structures in place that are not too rigid, but also you know, strong enough that they keep me centered and they keep me focused and keep everything in control working on the uh, right page, okay? And you'll notice this with uh, people who are former addicts. I remember George Bush II, um, who was big into systems. I think he used to be an alcoholic. And so he had his daily routine and the systems and things like that. So like, uh, this, is, this is a common thing because um, I've just switched what I'm addicted to, okay? I've switched what I'm addicted to. The things that I'm addicted to now are my mission, my goals, my uh, projects, uh, my control over my reality, mm, you know, winning at things, achieving. I look at the end of the day to me, instead of how high did I get, it is how much did I achieve today, right? How much did I knock off my to-do list? And that makes me happy. And then when I've done something like a long project, like I wrote a book or I released a hundred videos, then I feel fantastic. I, I get high off that stuff. I get high off my business. I get high off of talking with you guys. I get high off of um, exercise. I get high off of being in control of my life. I get high off of being stronger than other people. I get high off of being more disciplined. I get high in all these different areas and I have all these multiple areas of self-esteem that are like positive feedback loops that are consistently reinforcing good things towards me when I put good inputs into them, okay? So this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You need to change, if you're addicted to something, you need to change what you get high on. Forget about restraint. Forget about restraint because you're never gonna be able to be restrained. All you have to do is channel that fucking mammoth, strong willpower into some other direction. You need to turn the ship around, right? You need to turn the ship around and channel it into another direction. And that new direction has to be able to solve your pain. Okay? It has to be as powerful as the, as the addiction was. It has to be as strong as the addiction was to be able to solve your pain. Okay? You need something that is powerful, positive, and painkilling. Okay? Very, very important. Like, and you can use a combination of things. Like, okay, if you're, if you're quitting something right now, you can jerk off more, you can eat a bit more junk food, and you can focus on becoming... Um, really achieving and really organized and really uh, focusing in on your business goals. And then at the end of the day, you can be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm quitting weed, but I'm going to eat a bit more junk food. I'm going to eat, um, for now, I'm going to eat a bit more junk food. I'm going to jerk off a bit more. I'm going to have a bit more sex and I'm going to watch a bit more movies and play a bit more video games at the end of the day. So that's going to be, that's going to replace the weed that I was smoking at night. And during the day, I'm going to focus on being much more achievement oriented and, get high on achievement and eventually I'll be able to quit those 
I'll be able to bring the junk food back down, bring the masturbation back down, and live out on the achievement and getting high off my mission and off my projects and off my goals and off my routine and my control of my reality, okay? That's the fucking move. So that's the key to playing the game of life is the proper application of the will. Proper application of your will. The strongest thing in the world is, is the human will. Okay, look around at everything. The light bulb, the um, apartment complex, the car, the internet, the, the smartphone. That is all proper application of the human will. All the degeneration you see out there, you know, the addicts and all that, is the misapplication of the world. The misapplication of the human will is the most dangerous thing in the world. But the proper application of the will, doing stuff that is going to make you happy, doing things, getting your wants aligned to your happiness, is the most powerful thing. And that's the fucking key to the game of life. So understand that you, you might be addicted to some things, but you are not weak-willed. You are strong-willed. You're just not applying your will properly. And you have to sit down and figure out what are the positive things that I'm going to be able to do to apply my will properly and what are the results that I'm going to get and get yourself amped up on those results. Like going to the gym and you know, two, two years later, you're going to be fucking buff and you have this business that you want and you're going to have these routines and these schedules that make everyone else around you look lazy. And you're going to have the fucking um, self-esteem about, you know, being um, harder working than them. And you are going to become like a machine and you're going to become really strong and really tough and all these multiple levels of self-esteem that you're going to channel your will into as opposed to just like, how do I get high right now? Okay. That's the key. The key to play the game of life is the proper application of your will. So I hope that was useful to you. I want to thank you for checking out the video or the audio on iTunes or SoundCloud or any podcast app. Check out all my videos. I got them up on Facebook now, as well as my site, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. As always, I wish you all the best in your personal development. And let me know if you have any questions below in the comment section. Much love.